There are days when we wake up with the most random ideas. Then we end up wondering if these thoughts also pop into other people's minds. Not everything makes sense, and I feel like some of my thoughts shouldn't even be said aloud. I'm a clinical psychologist and part-time psychology professor, and in this podcast, I'd talk about these random ideas and in between maybe discuss interventions to some of life's common questions. Because who knows, maybe you'd find connections between your mind, body, and behaviors. This is Psychopage, listening to that voice at the back of my head. Hi, and thanks for coming back to listen to this new episode. It's the new year, so I know we've all been trying to get back on track, so here I am with a semi-short episode. I've been on a very long break to accomplish some work-related tasks that may have spilled over my non-working day, so it's safe to say that we've all been keeping busy as of late. But in between those work tasks, I have been setting enough time to take care of my own health by consistently running and exercising at least once a week. In the past episodes, I did mention that I ran marathons and half marathons, and I'm not gonna lie and say that I have been doing that lately, because I really haven't had the time to do it. But instead, I have been keeping to running on the treadmill and lately running 10 to 12 kilometers each week. Now, for anyone who has started to run short to long distances, a common issue, I think, is the start of it. Because if you have been used to sitting all day and glued to the screen or television watching your favorite shows or series on Netflix, getting up, putting on your shoes, and thinking of all those kilometers you have to finish would be the most difficult thing to do. If you're not that kind of person who might try and go running after this episode, listening further may not be the best thing, but hey, maybe you'd get something out of it. So here goes. The funny thing about me is that it's kind of ironic that sometimes I know that I'm so tired and almost just too tired to move, but I summon the strength and still go run a 10k. Sometimes this happens even at the peak of stressful days, but the interesting interesting thing about this is that despite the fact um, that you're already fatigued, or already have pain that you feel sometimes in your back, it really does clear your mind off things. It might be the scenery, the fresh air, or even the thought of just getting up and doing something besides working. Mm, Who knows? Now recalling when I first took up serious running, I think it was in 2012 when I bought my first pair of running shoes and went for a run during a warm afternoon. At that point, I didn't know what I was doing, so I just jogged a couple of half kilometers, then walked, then ran fast, then got tired again, and I alternated jogging and walking until I returned home. That same year, I was still a heavy smoker, so imagine that immense pain I must have felt while heaving and trying to catch my breath every step. Now, because of that pain in my lungs. I developed a love-hate relationship with running, and sometimes because of laziness, I just go on. Three-kilometer runs, 
and just look at my surroundings, trying to determine why I was so bad at running without realizing it was the smoking and self-sabotage that really sapped me of my energy. But at the same time, I felt the need to go out, be active, and smell something other than myself during the weekend. So that's what I did. At 5pm, I would start my run from my house, sometimes with friends, but mostly alone. A run would usually start for me as a literal uphill climb. There's this steep incline a few meters away from my home that I need to pass in order to get to some back road away from the busy streets. At some point, I'm really second-guessing myself and asking whether it's worth it to keep feeling this pain in my feet and legs and just, you know, just to go somewhere then back home. But once you pass that steep hill, it somewhat gets better or sometimes worse depending on how you look at it and kind of like that um, cup half empty or half full sort of principle and it does tend to vary at least for me because some runs do feel like a chore while others do feel that invigorating and sometimes when I get to that point of self-doubt I just close my eyes and just say you're doing this you've already stepped out of the house you're just gonna go just complete this and go ahead and do it well sometimes it works but most of the time it really is a pain to do it but then again just going forward and knowing that you're going somewhere that is a fact a fact that you have to do when you're trying to run at least a few short distances now I'm not the expert in running, but sometimes you do get that runner's high that some runners do talk about where you're in that state that seems euphoric or overly happy. It sort of sounds like a scam that some fitness enthusiasts say to get you to exercise, but it actually is logical and plausible because our bodies by nature produce endorphins neurotransmitters that when we move or do physical activities as simple as walking we emit them we produce them in our bodies at least that's what it is in theory now as an added benefit physical activity also burns calories and yes unwanted love handles if you do it right in most recent years it has been an interesting finding for some researchers that Running, like other car cardiovascular exercises, also produce brain-derived neurotropic factors, or BDNFs, which are said to aid in neurogenesis or in replenishing or regenerating your neurons or brain cells. Whereas it hasn't been completely proven, there are studies that show such evidence where people who engage more in cardiovascular exercises actually learn better feel better and yes look somewhat healthier because of it now the longest run I've done is a full marathon 42 kilometers or 26.0976 miles and I've done it with two friends who have been running even longer than me so if you haven't joined any organized run before it actually starts with around 100 to 300 people at the start of the finish uh, starting line at around 4 or 5 a.m. where the organizers usually have you stretching and trying to pump you up before crossing the line. 
immediately you would feel, sense, and even smell the people's energies emanating and raring to go. And along the way, there would be enough cups of water, some electrolyte replenishing gels, fruits, and the occasional roadkill for you to avoid. For my experience, the first 10 kilometers are like the beginning of a dark tunnel. Primarily because it is really dark and you only see light from the people wearing headlamps, the street lights, and glowing gadgets that people use to track their progress. That is if it is a road run. There's also that faint smell or sometimes very strong smell of menthol that people put on their joints. So it helps numb the pain in their joints and other areas of the body. Some other enthusiasts also use that sports tape, the glowing neon sports tape to help with their performance. I don't know how well that really works, but for people who do use it, they say that it does, uh, or they do. Now for my experience, once you get to the 50% line of the run, your mind can either tell you, oh god, I need to do twice the effort that I gave in the past few hours, or I'm halfway there, I'm almost there. And sometimes it's a combination of both where you either just wanna just back out or drag yourself to the finish line. True enough, along the way, there would be people who would succumb to cramps and fatigue, giving them a DNF or did not finish remark when the race is over. And let me tell you about cramps because they do hurt, especially when you're a few kilometers away and you're suddenly having your legs um, stiffening up and they don't do the job because they're already that stiff and are really causing you pain. It's that immense pain that you can't just think away or you can't just ignore because it's there. It's right in front of you. It's in your legs, that sort of pain. This podcast is not a substitute for any form of mental health intervention or counseling. Though some of it may be therapeutic for you, there are also some things that are quite opinionated and wouldn't sit well with you, and that's okay, because these points may be points of new debate or new conversation. But for those listening and do think that at some point you need counseling or just someone to talk to you about your experience, Know that there are mental health professionals willing and available to listen to you, and some of them are on different social media sites. That being said, please do be careful and find reputable and trained professionals, because getting the right kind of help is also important. I remember one of the worst cramps I've had before and it was during a trail run with some newly found running friends. We were already around the 18 kilometers uh, mark when I suddenly get cramps one kilometer away from the top of the mountain we were crossing. Any step I'd take caused me so much pain that when I try to relax my lower legs, my upper legs get cramps. And it turns into a vicious cycle where you just want to get airlifted at some point. But then again, you really have no choice but to pull yourself up once the pain is gone and you get yourself off that mountain. The positive side to it is that there are no predators around aside from the usual staying bugs and the immense heat that's about to fry you if you don't get up and get moving. 
Now, the fact that I'm still here is proof that the pain is mostly temporary. And once you're well rested, you can get ready for the next run, especially knowing that you've prepared enough. I did get to run the same trail again, this time with fewer cramps, but the, the occasional stops to prevent dehydration or the, those terrible cramps once again coming. I know that it's coming, so I have to prepare for it. So that is something that you do learn along the way. In both instances, I was telling myself, you can do this. Because what is the sense of telling yourself otherwise, especially when it is your choice to go on a run? Like in the past episodes I've shared, it's that thought of I did not come this far just to come far idea that got me through most of my runs. And in the midst of it, it's kind of funny that my mind does go somewhere else when I'm running. True enough, some ideas come clearly to me when I'm on a run, like research ideas, things to write about, and things to reflect on, despite the growing pain in my ankles and in the soles of my feet. Which led me to ask whether that runner's high or some sort of magic is at play during these sorts of activities. Because for most runs, it is quite competitive, and people do time themselves, and oh yes, when it's an organized run, there is a time limit. But you do have to remember that though it is competition and it is the name of the game, it's really about finishing. And if you ask me, the more important thing is, is to show up, because not so many people would do so. In the recent months, I've been running more consistently, especially when the weather is good. And my usual running day and time is at 4 p.m. Mondays, when I get to finish teaching grad school and I feel like all my errands are done. This set time and date wasn't at all that planned. Most of the time, it was mainly me thinking, I gotta get out of this chair. After sitting more than two hours lecturing and talking to students or doing work, so the first thing I think of is going out of the house and walking, which eventually leads to the decision to run or jog just to refresh my mind. The best thing about where I live is that it is a few minutes of running from my home, which leads to a wide sea of pine trees and other coniferous trees. Sometimes when I'm lucky, I get to smell the fresh pine nestled on the branches, and when I'm luckier, I get to hit my head on some of the branches. Then, as the afternoon turns to evening, you can really feel the cool breeze going through your clothes and going through your body, which actually refreshes you a lot. As an extra challenge during the COVID-19 pandemic, running in public places where there are lots of people, like in tourist spots, does require you to wear a mask. So the added difficulty of having to mask your nose and mouth while trying to make good time running will slow you down at first, but once you get a good rhythm in breathing going, it becomes a lot smoother. However, it's not really suggested if you do have respiratory problems because with the thinner air in high altitudes, it will make you lightheaded and you might faint along the way. Now, while going through my usual Monday run, I put on favorite tunes and sometimes when I need that extra push, I put on my favorite soundtrack from the musical turned motion picture Rent. There's just something about the emotions and rock ballads that really push me 
to go faster and continue running and gives you that extra adrenaline boost it gives when you're going downhill and with my usual route the downhill slope is often an area where vehicles are busy revving uphill so the whole time i'm also telling myself to be alert and stay focused while enjoying the whole route because if you're not alert or focused you know where you're headed you're on the dashboard of any car already you know <laughs> whatever happened to you in between i'm also listening to a guided run using the nike run club app specifically that of a guided 10k run and what i like about this is the fact that it's building you up and making you more mindful of your running sort of like having that coach beside you or in your mind telling you or reminding you what it is that you have to focus on while running for example it reminds you that each run is different like we talked about earlier and that sometimes your body does take a longer time to adjust to the pace you'd like to run even when your mind is egging yourself to just go forward it also teaches you to be more mindful about your form like it reminds you to look forward with your chin slightly leading your body arms swinging naturally from front to back and not sideways shoulders down and relaxed and your breathing following a natural rhythm as if you don't do this there is some point in that run where you're expending a lot of energy that you don't really need to expend and while doing this i'm reminded of all the workshops and training on mindfulness and meditation where you're really trying to pay attention to different aspects of your person including your body because your motion would be deeply connected to your thoughts and emotions and the more in sync these seemingly individual parts become, the more you can actually take control of your run. What I like more about that guided run is that it reminds you about why you're running. And the main reason should be because you are celebrating the fact that you are running and not just trudging or forcing yourself to do something that is a pain to you. It also reminds you to look at the kilometers you've run so far, not how many more you need to do while actually enjoying your time. Again, that half-empty, half-full kind of principle where if you look at it from a more positive standpoint, you look at your progress a little bit better than what it is that you have still have to accomplish in this run. Because a lot of times, you know, when you're really f so focused on goals like getting a better average speed you could miss out on certain features of your run so in between i guess it really helps for you to just explore and hang out at a particular spot take pictures and really soak in the environment because you might miss out on certain features of your run like you know the fact that that tree you've always been passing has grown a lot more leaves than before or the fact that a family of cats have taken shelter in that spot where you tend to rest when you need to take a quick break and I know that we've spent a few episodes on goals like giving it your all and being uber productive but I've learned in the past months of hiatus that when you're chasing that rabbit that contains all of those hopes and dreams it could lead you to that rabbit hole that's pulling you to do everything at once even when you know you have that single brain to deal with all of the mind work 
But it's a proven fact that some downtime or especially time to rest is definitely needed for you to function better. In some therapy sessions with clients, we analyzed such phenomenon with the metaphor of factory, a factory machine that continues to grind, operate, or create different products. And there comes a time when your gears or those specific internal aspects of yours would slow down, would rust, or even break. So it's important to provide yourself maintenance in the form of self-care where you do not only live to react to different stimuli or pursuits, but rather work on yourself and your body, which is not mechanical but actually biological, with both psychological, emotional, and mental needs, and even physical needs that you need to fulfill, in order to make sure that it's going to do the actions that you want it to do. So what do we take away from this episode? It's mainly the fact that running, like any other physical activity that promotes growth, challenges your abilities, and also helps maintain your health, form, and senses is essential. Not only is it a physical activity, but it's a mental and conscious decision where mind, body, and brain come together to push you forward. And I'm not saying this is the best thing to do, especially when you simply need to lay down in bed, close your eyes, and reflect. Rather, find that one thing that might ignite your passions and rejuvenate you when needed. But for those who do run, I'd just like to say that you're doing a great job so far. And whether it's a run that you've been doing routinely, or a run that you've just suddenly done after three or four months, you know you've got this. You are more in control of your own finish line than you think. Showing up, simply showing up is an achievement. And going further than you expected is a sign of your strength and resolve. But do remember that progress is progress. And I hope to see you on your next run. And oh, if this is a part of your New Year's resolutions, I hope you keep it in the next 12 months. Thank you for listening to this episode of That Voice at the Back of My Head. I hope you enjoyed it. And for more episodes, please follow us on Spotify, Anchor FM, or from anywhere you get your podcast from. This is Psycho Peach. See you on the next episode.